listeners, welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. Boys, I look out my window today as we record, the leaves are turning color here in Middle Tennessee, maybe where you are too, unless you are in one of those warmer areas like the, the Southwest or Texas or Florida, Boy, the, the rest of the country is really enjoying some beautiful fall leaves, and I certainly am right now. And as we get towards fall and we move towards the holiday season, one of those first ones that comes up is Thanksgiving. And Thanksgiving is one of those holidays where we often think about food and what we eat and all the wonderful things we have at Thanksgiving. But it's also how great is it that we have a holiday that encourages us to pause and to be thankful and I think that's significant that we we really, unfortunately, for better or worse, right, we need to be reminded that we need to stop and be thankful. And so we want to talk today uh, with our guest uh, about how we can help our kids develop and maintain that attitude of gratitude, a, a spirit of gratefulness and of thankfulness. And so I'm happy to welcome to the podcast a new friend of the Lifeway Kids in uh, the Kids Ministry 101 podcast, Champ Thornton. Champ, welcome to the podcast. Chuck, thanks for having me on. I've been looking forward to this. It's great to be with you. Man, we're so glad to have you. Now, you are in Delaware. I am. There's just a few of us in this tiny state, but I'm one of the few. A couple up there. Uh, so I grew up in New Jersey, so I'm not too far away. Nope. Uh, now when, you know, when we're up there, that's forever away. But, right. you know, once you start to spread out a little bit, it's been a long time since I've lived in the Northeast. But how, how are the what's what does the fall look like up there this year? Oh, it's spectacular. And, you know, it is all kind of jammed up together. So I can like walk to Pennsylvania from my house. Jersey's not that far. And then Maryland's right down the road. So, I mean, it's of course, everybody comes to Delaware because there's no sales tax. And so you can buy oh. all your grocery shopping or your, you know, tech products for a much cheaper price. But yeah, fall is beautiful. The leaves are golden and bright this year. And the only bad thing about it is they don't last long. And then you got to rake them up. And then you get that first freeze and all the flowers start to die off. And those kind of, yeah, <laughs> raking up the leaves. Sure, that's a big job. Uh, I'm looking out the window and I'm thankful that I have a teenager. Uh, so yeah. yes, lots to be done. <laughs> lots to be thankful for. For sure. Well, let's let's pivot to that and let's start to talk about that. There. So this the, the spirit of thankfulness is one that that doesn't come naturally to us or to yeah. our kids, uh, but it's something that's really important. Uh, that we coach and encourage them. And now you, you do have a book that we're going to get to that we want to talk about. Uh, that book is Why Do We Say Thankful? Why Do We Say Thank You? Uh, and it's for kids ages four to seven. And so, which is right in the target of the the children that many of us have in our ministries. And so as we move towards this Thanksgiving season and we want to engage with our kids and with their parents uh, and encourage and coach them, Let's start with why is it so important that we as believers um, encourage our kids towards this direction of thankfulness? Yeah, it's a great question. And when we think of thankfulness, we immediately go to attitude. It's kind of nice. It kind of rhymes with gratitude. You know, those go together. But I kind of want to go upstream a little bit because I think that's where the real payoff is. And when we think about gratitude, we want to start with the heart. But I think actually we need to start with the eyes. Mm. What do we see? What do we notice? And there is a English British pastor in the 1600s named George Herbert. 
And he, in one of his poems, said this. He said that you can look at everything in this created world like you look at a pane of glass. You can either look at it or you can look through it to the wide heavens beyond. And really, that is the key of understanding thankfulness because God put all these things in our world, the kind of things that we describe around the Thanksgiving table. What are you thankful for? I'm thankful for soccer and bubblegum and pizza and my parents in school and you know, all these things that you know, we're thankful for. But God put all those things there for us to look not just at, but look through them to see the source of those things. And that is the key to thankfulness. Because what we tend to do, and this is the way we're wired, is we just enjoy the things that we enjoy. Mm-hmm. You know, we enjoy sports and we enjoy television and we enjoy family and we enjoy friends and video games. And it stops there. But the reality is, Chuck, is that is the the path, the mode for even people that aren't Christians, right? Romans chapter one mm-hmm. says that there are these people who don't acknowledge God. And then it has this really like almost surprising turn of phrase neither worth thankful. Mm-hmm. Wow. How does that connect? Because there is seeing and enjoying the things that God has made, but they're stopping there. And because they stop there, they start to bend and twist all the things he's made out of proportion. And that's the sad story of the human race. And the good news is, is God designed us to look not just at the things and enjoy them, but then to look through them and to give him thanks. So I think we just have to start with not just our heart and our attitude, but what do we really see and how are we looking at the good things he's made? Which is really a matter of worldview, right? It's right. as as believers, we, you know, we should see everything through that lens uh, and direct that back to God. But we live in a culture, in a world that really doesn't encourage us to do that. And so the default for many of our kids and for many of us, honestly, is to not be contented to be discontent mm-hmm. and to um, and to not be thankful, and yeah. so that's it's a really countercultural idea. Yeah, that's right. And part of the way that we help our kids with this is, first of all, we have to model this, mm-hmm. right? So whether we're a worker or a parent, we are the kids are looking to us, and so if we're not thankful, why should we expect them to be thankful? If we're yeah. not really seeing the goodness of God and giving Him praise for what we see, why should we expect? the four-year-old, the seven-year-old, the 12-year-old to do the same thing. Because here's the thing is like, as parents and as children's workers, we always think about like, hey, what am I going to teach my kids? But here's the reality. And you know this, yeah. we're always teaching. Even when we're out of class and even when we're in the car and we, even when we're not even thinking about it, we're always teaching. We're always showing our kids what we really believe is true. And so this isn't just sort of like a t-shirt you put on when it's time to be thankful. This is like the life we live. So it comes down to us. But here's the wonderful thing about the fact that parents are Christians and how that goes together. And that is on our good days, when we're thinking about the Lord and when we're being thankful and when we're modeling, seeing the source of all things and giving him praise, when that happens, it's wonderful. But on our worst days, What about then? What about those days we regret as parents and as workers? We get to also teach then too. And what do we get to teach? The unbelievable grace of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. So when as a parent, I realize I haven't been content. I haven't been thankful. I've not been modeling this. Then I have an opportunity to teach yet again and to say, you know what? I was wrong. 
I haven't been thankful. I haven't been modeling. I've not been uh, the example I should be. So in that case, would you forgive me? Like, pray yeah. for me. And what are we doing even in our worst day? We get to teach about the amazing grace of God and what he's done for us on the cross. And so we're always teaching on our worst days and on our best days. And there's a great reminder for us in there that we that it all starts with us, right? What we we are saying and are doing really need to line up for our kids, right? Because they can see through that when they see uh, "do as I say, not as I do" doesn't work. It doesn't no. work, right? They That's we need true. to say it and display it. Uh, we need to walk it just as much as we talk it. Mm-hmm. And in that, they see the they as we model for them the behavior they see it authentically in us that that learning becomes uh solidified however like you said oftentimes we fail and one of my biggest challenges can be my own uh discontent uh, yep. and so although i want to instill this value in my children and in the kids in my ministry sometimes that modeling can be really hard unless i really do start with my own heart that's exactly right And we start with our own heart and then we shift gears and we also, it's not like we don't open our mouths and teach, right? So we model and then we remind. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think about this like kind of like a tour guide. If you've ever been to a museum or, you know, uh, the Capitol building in Washington, D.C. or, you know, wherever you are and you have a tour guide and they're walking backwards and they're talking to a group of people and they're giving two kinds of instructions, right? So they're standing in front of a portrait and they're giving you all the facts about the portrait, but then they're like giving you coaching and helping you like walk, follow me, let's do this. And so as parents, we get to do the same thing. So yes, we open our mouths and we say, let's talk about who the Lord is. Let's talk about uh, the Bible. But then we also have these sort of interpretive comments that we say, let me talk about how life works. Follow me. Look at this. Did you notice this? Did you notice that? And here's one of the ways this works for thankfulness. We get to remind our kids about how God made the world to work. So as Christians, we often think that we're all about telling our kids about Jesus, our Savior, and that is completely true. But we have to always remember that he's not just Savior, he's also Creator. Mm-hmm. And if we keep those things separate, then Sunday mornings also feel just a bit unreal. Like real life is Monday through Saturday, and real life is on the soccer field, and real life is at the pizza party, but then there's Sunday, and yes, Jesus is our Savior— But the reason we love soccer and pizza and ice cream and family time together is because all those things come out of the beautiful and creative mind of Jesus as well. He's Jesus, the creator. We want to keep those things together. And when we do that, we're not just teaching our kids information, standing at the portrait as it were, but we're helping them interpret it. Follow me. Look at this. Observe that. And so when the kids are little, you know, you start with, Wow, look at those strong, I saw you lift that item. Who gave you those strong arm muscles? I saw you run fast. Who gave you those strong leg muscles? Wow, isn't that snack amazing? Who made that snack? Who made your tongue to enjoy the snack? So we're always helping our kids interpret because they're going to interpret. And here's how that goes, Chuck. Uh, when When our oldest son was... Oh, if I said four years old, let's say it's younger just so he doesn't get embarrassed, right? (laughs) I asked him, I said, hey, Micah, what happens to the food after you eat it? And he says, oh, it goes into my stomach and the mice eat it. And I said, oh, oh, is that what happens? I said, well, I mean, of course we all knew that, right? Uh, I said, so, hey, buddy, um, how did the mice get in your tummy? And he said, oh, through my pockets. (laughs) <laughs> so naturally, right? We all knew this. Uh, but the point is, is 
He's not just processing facts. He's trying to put them together. He's trying to interpret the world around him. Mm-hmm. And that's part of our job is not just teaching them about this Bible verse and that Bible verse, which we must do. But in addition to that, help them interpret the world around them. They're the things they enjoy, whether the things they eat, things they experience, the friends they have, all these things. Our job is to always help them go, you see that, you experience it, you love it, you enjoy it. Right. Where did that come from? Jesus, the Savior and Creator. Yeah. that's what we, we have come to the place around our Thanksgiving table with the family. We've got four children who are now two girls who are grown and married, and my mm-hmm. youngest is now uh, 15. Wow. But at, when the kids were younger, and we would go around the table, and we still do this at Thanksgiving. Many of us do, right? Listeners, uh, what are you thankful for? What are you thankful yep. for? We It's very easy to focus on what we're thankful for and miss to connect that back to who we're thankful to. Yes. And so to make that connection and for us to encourage our kids, even within our ministries, as we maybe uh, near Thanksgiving time, we'll have a chance in our small group discussions or things to say, okay, kids, everybody share what you're thankful for. And that alone can be a challenge in a world that is uh, entitled and wants more rather than being grateful at all. So being Mm -hmm. grateful is a good first step. However, we, uh, we need to be really faithful in the church to make sure we make that next step connection to say we're thankful for that. Yes. But we're thankful to God for that thing. And you've done a beautiful job of explaining that. Yeah. When we talk about thankfulness, it it really goes hand in hand with, so we start with our eyes. What do we see? Do we, do we look through the window and see the source? Do we see it came from God? But then also we may not always recognize that seed of unthankfulness because sometimes it shows itself up in expressions of Mm -hmm. boredom. Yeah. Right. So when we kind of, you know, it's like, huh, I'm bored. What do I do? Like, go find, go outside, do something. It's like, ah, I'm bored. Well, the reality is, is that just me? What they're saying is, is my eyes are selfishly kind of shut mm. to the wonders and the beauty of God's creation. Mm, and so yes. sometimes when we hear expressions of I'm bored, I'm not happy, I'm discontent, this is our cue to actually talk about the same thing regarding thanksgiving and giving thanks to the source of all things. Mm. So as parents and workers, we've, we've got to hear these cues that then we can step into and say, well, let's talk about what giving thanks is all about. I think a lot of times, you know, like uh, many of us have learned about the concept of love, right? That love is a choice, not a feeling. Yep. And, and I think the same is true about this spirit of thankfulness. Yeah. So when we talk about that, I'm also reminded of like C.S. Lewis, who, if you remember, he's got an essay, something like um, Lessons from a Garden Shed or something. And I'm probably butchering the title, but basically he observed in this shed, he went inside the shed, the door is shut. There's a crack between the top of the door and the frame. And the sun is coming in, slanting through the darkness. And you can see the dust and particulates floating in the air. And he said, you know, I can either look at the beam of light, or I can stand in the beam of light and let my eyes travel up the beam back to the source, to the sun, a gazillion miles away. And he's saying that's how we view uh, all of life. And it's very similar to what George Herbert said about the the pane of glass, mm-hmm. is how are we looking at the world around us? And I feel like this is the entryway. This is the portal. This is the place to start when we talk about giving thanks. And it's really about shifting our focus. 
right? Yeah. You can, I picture a camera lens where when it's on that macro setting, all I can see is what's very, very close to me. And when we adjust that lens to that telephoto end, we can see things that are farther away or that are, and I think we are so good or, or bad as it were by, by our sin nature of seeing ourselves mm. and what's very close to us and that, that selfishness that we have wants more, more, more. Uh, and when we can shift our eyes up the beam to God is the source, there's a, a much different perspective that we gain. And so I think therein lies the challenge for us is, right, how do we keep helping kids reset that focus? Yeah, what do you think works for you? I mean, I feel like for me, it's just a constant reminder. So like there's a devotional book I have here that starts off every day with a word of praise. Yes. And I think like, I need that. Why do I need that? Because when I get out of bed in the morning, typically the the soundtrack of my mind is in the key of lament. You know, I'm yeah, thinking about right. regret from yesterday. I'm thinking about, oh, I could have said this, I could have done that. I'm thinking about all these things that's kind of a negative, right? And I need to be reminded every day. Yeah, I mean, there's a place for a minute, but I need to be reminded like, whoa, whoa, let's stop and praise. Are you yes. giving praise to God? You may not be good today. He's good. He's always good. So it is a matter of perspective and we need reminders. That's what I need. I need to be reminded every day about giving praise to God. And so why should my kids be any different? It's like, hey guys, um, how are we giving thanks today? How are we praising God today? He is good. Don't forget. Don't forget. Let's remember reminding them again. And again. It's, uh, you have said thankfulness is about paying attention to God yeah. and giving him glory for the world that he's made. It all comes from him and through him. Yeah. Uh, he's the source of joy. Yeah. You mentioned that, uh, that daily reminder, you know, my, my wife is a, a journaler. I have not been such a great journaler, but I admire and respect those who are. Yes. And yeah. one of the things, in addition to prayer journals and her Bible study journals, is keeping that list that she has of things that she's thankful for. Mm. And I remember when her goal was to have a thousand things in that journal. And what a great wow. practice that is to go through and just, just write one thing a day uh, that we're thankful for. And that could be just a really good challenge for us. Wow, a thousand. That is really That's incredible. That's a lot. Yeah, but I think I think it's good to set the bar high here because when you do lists like that, so if you, you know do marriage counseling or other things, you can say like, okay, give me twenty five things that you need to work on, or twenty five things that yeah. you know your spouse is doing well, you know, and and sort of like try to help them assess what's really going on, or really in any area of life. When we get past maybe ten things we're thankful for, now we're starting to get very granular yeah, and kind of right. like oh, past the easy stuff. I'm thankful. My family, I'm thankful for the country, I'm thankful yes. for my church. I'm, and then you get past the first, what, 10, 12, and you're, now you're down to brass tacks. And so I love what your wife is doing. And I think, my goodness, a thousand, that, that is a great example uh, of ways to really get our hands around, okay, how has God done amazing things in my life? Yeah. And so for us to be intentional, right? Our kids aren't going to come up with that on their own. They're not going to say, I'm going to write a hundred things or 25 things. Mm -hmm. uh, but what a great thing that we might encourage them to do, that we can raise awareness of this need for thankfulness and maybe even create an opportunity for us to help families in our church have, have deeper level conversations this fall as they talk about their thankfulness. I love that. And you know, sometimes people will have like Christmas in July parties or whatever, just to yeah. be random you know, when I have Thanksgiving in June or something and, you know, we reserve it for, you know, November and I get that, but also like we could uh, pull a fast one in kids ministry and have a Thanksgiving party at other times of the year, just to remind 
again, reminders of the fact that we should be giving thanks every day. And directing that thanks back to you, back to God, where it Amen. truly belongs. Well, Champ, so you are, we and I, I, we jumped into this conversation and I really did not do a great job of introducing you. So you, you are a pastor and author, uh, you've worked in Christian publishing, and you have pastored in uh, several states, right? I believe that it was yes. South Carolina, Ohio, now in Delaware. Yep. Um, so you've gotten around a little bit seminary in Missouri. So you've been around the country. Yes. Yeah. So my wife and I, her name is Robin. We've been married for 27 years. We have three teenage children. All of them are in the teenage years. And you know what? So far, it's not been nuclear meltdown. So <laughs> we're thankful. Speaking of thankfulness, um, great kids, uh, two boys and a girl. And uh, I have been in pastoral ministry since 2003 and kind of have like alternated pastoral ministry with publishing and writing and then and pastoring and back and forth. And currently I work for a Christian publisher for Crossway. I'm an acquisitions editor for them, but I've been writing for kids along the side for many, many years. I, when I was in seminary, I had no idea or thoughts of writing or especially writing for children, but it's just sort of providentially the way the Lord has led. And truth be told, I love it. It's so great to be able to like try to put into words things that God has put on your own heart, but to say them in a way that hopefully is meaningful for the next generation. So what's not to love? So Champ, you, one of your more recent books is Why Do We Say Thank You? So the the book or the content that we've been talking about, you have captured in a children's book uh, that parents can share with their kids. Tell us about Why Do We Say Thank You? So when I was a little guy, my mom, as I'm told, I would bring books to her to read to me. And I loved Dr. Seuss. One of Dr. Seuss's books, Happy Birthday to You, was one of my favorites. And I had to read it again and again, which is amazing because it's really long. But this book is a bit of a homage, a little hat tip to my mom and to Dr. Seuss because I wrote it in the kind of a Dr. Seuss. A little kind of a rhymey. That yeah, rhymey yeah, Dr. It. Seuss thing, you know, because it's it's fun. It kind of winks at you. And the idea is this little boy wakes up and He's grumpy and he's never thankful. He always wants something different and he's bored and it's everything is not fun, even though everything around him ought to make him uh, love life. And so this, he, you kind of go through a whole day with him and he's not happy at breakfast and he's not happy at the zoo and he's not happy with friends and he's not happy, you know, the whole way through. Then dad prays with him and before bed, and he mentions about how, what thankfulness is all about. And those words kind of stick in his mind. And then he kind of has a dream sequence where he's kind of in and out of a dream and kind of replays his day. But now he sees what he missed the first time around. Mm. All the amazing things about breakfast and the amazing animals at the zoo and the amazing things playing with friends at the park. And he realizes like, oh, you know, I've been an idiot, <laughs> you know, uh, Look at all that I've missed and I need to be thankful for what God has given me. And mm -hmm. I can see now that all these things are what God has given. So I'm just going to read like the last page. I we'll love it. Let's cut do it. to the end here. It says, when you finish this book, stop, give thanks to the Lord with the world he has made. There's no cause to be bored. Mm -hmm. The whole world's like a window through which you can see a creator who's glorious as glorious can be. Fantastic. Fantastic. The book is Why Do We Say Thank You? 
learning to be grateful by uh, Champ Thornton. Champ, we're so glad to have you here today. Thank you for your work to help us have this conversation with our kids and to instill these important values of being thankful and thankful to the Lord. And thanks for sharing today. Great, Chuck. It's been a joy. Thanks for having me on. Enjoyed the conversation. Listeners, please find this book. Uh, You can go to Champ's website at champthornton.com, and I'm sure it's available wherever books are sold. You can find it online. Uh, And make sure you uh, look for the link in our show notes. Trey will post that for us there. Uh, Thank you, Champ, and thank you listeners for being here again. We pray that this season that you would find your heart of thankfulness and as you do that, that we'd be able to walk that out before the kids that we minister in our, to in our churches and communities. Thank you for what you do. We'll see you back again soon for another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast.